You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. What up? Welcome to episode number three of This Detroit Life. I'm your host, Mike Batinger. Uh, thank you so much again for joining us, for covering out this time. Uh, however you're, you're finding us, whether it's through a download on the podcast app, uh, through the podcast Detroit website, through uh, the This Detroit Life website, going to be on iTunes soon. Uh, you know, we're, we're just hanging out and, and enjoying life, right? So uh, this week, I'm pleased that we're going to be sticking with the uh, kind of the get outside in the fall topics that we were, we were talking with. Last week, we had uh, Detroit Outpost in here talking about kayaking and paddleboarding and being outside on the river. So today we're going to take it just in a, in a little different uh, vein, but still staying outside. And we're, we're going to be talking bike culture. And we are joined in studio, first and foremost, by producer Paul. Hey. Uh, and mo- most importantly, no offense, Paul, right? But <laughs> Sure. Uh, we got John Hughes, uh, who is the owner and operator of the Downtown Detroit Bike Shop, the Downtown Detroit, or pardon me, Downtown Ferndale Bike Shop, and the uh, is is very heavily involved with the Lexus Velodrome. What up, John? What up, man? What up? What up, dude? Thank you so much for for coming in and uh, and you know taking the time out of your schedule. I know you're a busy man uh, for for you know <laughs> well, right. busy enough, right? So uh, first and foremost, what did I see you ride in here on? All right. Well, today uh, I decided to ride in. I rode my electric bike, uh, which is pretty much the coolest thing I own. <laughs> it goes uh, fast. I've got it going about fifty miles an hour. Are you kidding uh, me, dude? Yeah, it flies, dude. It's crazy. I cruised. I just came from seven in Livernois to here in Royal Oak and took me like 12 minutes. No doubt, dude. I know you tried to put me onto that, but I was like, no, I think I'm just going to stick with the cruiser. And like, <laughs> uh, uh, for, for those of you that know me, John is actually the individual that has built and put together uh, every light, every bell and whistle on my badass cruiser. So yeah, thank yeah. you so much for that, buddy. <laughs> and no it problem. Was, he took such good care of me at the downtown Detroit bike shop. Um, Dude, so where are you from? How'd you get your start doing all this? Well, my, my family's from the Detroit area. Uh, I grew up in Rochester mainly. Uh, you know, I started out in bikes. My grandpa actually opened his first bike shop in 1937 in Detroit. He had about five or six bike shops around the city. Long before um, e-bikes. Yeah, way before <laughs> e-bikes. Um, and so he started off in the bike industry. Uh, my parents both had bike shops growing up. I grew up in a bike shop. I worked in a bike shop starting around really around like nine, 10 years old, uh, went to Michigan state for school. When I graduated, I was like, man, I really do not want to be a lawyer. Uh, so I decided to go back to working in bike shops, did that for a little bit. And now I own bike shops. So, right, Multiple. Yeah. yeah two multiple of them. So what, so you got started cycling, like in the culture right off the bat. When, when did you start, I guess not necessarily the riding bike, but like start competing. Cause you, you've done this forever. Yeah. Pretty much my entire life. Um, I would say, I mean, I started competing cycling when I was probably like five or six years old. My first race was probably when I was like two or three. So Holy I've sh- been doing it for literally ever. Yeah, dude. So when I, before we met, uh, a mutual acquaintance, mutual friend of ours said, yo, call John. He is like the cycling prodigy kid, right? So you've been not just competing, but winning and look to as like this world. And I don't, I know you're going to be like, oh no, whatever, but like world-class kind of cycler in your time, right? Yeah, I mean, when I was... Uh, Not to toot your own yeah, horn, yeah, but yeah. beep, beep, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? All day. I yeah, yeah. All day. Uh, 
So, like, when I was between the ages of 16 and, like, 21, I was, uh, I was like, top 10 in the country on the road and on the track. Um, so I was, I was pretty fast. I mean, there was faster guys, but oh, they were that? all in the Tour de France, you know. So, sure. But for around here, we don't have hills. We don't have elevation. Um, so it's a lot harder to train you know, when you're competing against sure. the guys in Colorado and California. But, yeah, I mean, I've, I've traveled all over the world riding my bike and racing it, and it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. So what, what are some of the places that cycling and biking – you know, has taken you because I don't, you wouldn't normally look at like cycling. I mean, I mean, obviously you can do this, right. But growing up, it was never to me like, Oh, I could just, I could cycle or be a bike guy. Right. Like, obviously I love, I love like the whole culture, like the whole, like everything about it. I think you guys are some of the coolest fucking dudes there are. Right. So what, uh, I, I don't know, man. Like, what are some of the cool places that, that you've gotten to go that, that you've I mean, done? So, like, uh, one of the other things I do is, uh, you know, you mentioned the Lexus Velodrome. I was actually the head of construction uh, and built that. Uh, and I've built bike tracks all over the world. So, basically, a Velodrome is like a banked uh, racing track. Uh, you'll see, like, on the Olympics and stuff. Now, if you live in Detroit, you can come down to Mac in 75 and watch these races pretty much every weekend. See, and that's and uh, it's brand new. I mean, it's, yeah, what, a year and new. a half? Less than that. We opened last February. Yeah, dude, I, I want to get in there. I know, I, I know I'm know. i going to need to get, like, a different bike to go, but if you're uh, ever driving down 75, you're heading into the city, it's right on the right side. It looks like a big, yeah, big golf inflatable dome, dome yep, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, how did that? How did that even like come to be? It was uh, so that's something that my dad has wanted. It. So I work with my dad. We we built these velodromes all over the world, um, and that's where I've got to travel a lot of different places. Was doing that. I've been to China, Sri Lanka, Qatar, uh, Asia. You know, all over Asia. I've, your I've bike's your passport. Yeah, exactly. I've traveled all over Europe doing it. Um, but like one of my my things that my dad's always wanted uh, was to have a velodrome in Detroit, and we f- randomly got a call from this guy that was like. I want to build a bike track in Detroit. And he goes, I'll pay for it. And it's signed. Yes. Done. Angel donor paid for everything. Doesn't want anything other than, you know, the goal is to get uh, a kid from the Detroit area into the Olympics. Dude. And that's possible because we have so many athletes in, in the Metro Detroit area that just don't have like access. Like I was saying with uh, last week that, you know, people in, in the city, who knows, man, like they just don't have access to like the, the river kayaks. They don't have access yeah. to like, we we have great athletes here, and they don't just need to be held into what everybody expects them to be going into, right? So you might have like I, I don't even know like the I wouldn't say Lance Armstrong. I don't. Know, you might have the next like is he? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, Lance Armstrong was an awesome bike racer. He just happened to you know do a bunch of drugs and made him an even better bike racer. Um, well, so, from what I understand, you know. <laughs> everybody at that point <laughs> yeah, in time I mean, was kind of everybody still is doing it on that top level. I bro, mean, did you see the movie uh, Icarus? Yeah, it was actually. Awesome. Would you think? Yeah, I was like, that was pretty crazy when the, the Russian dudes like. I am the controller. The, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. What's going on? He's like two levels down from Putin. Yeah. I, I was, I, uh, I stumbled across that, and actually, it was probably whatever. Whenever it came out, I was like getting ready to get on like the cruiser and be like, "All right, like <laughs> let's go tear it up." And uh, I, I throw it through it on because I'm like, "Oh, this looks like a cool whatever documentary all about cycling." And and it starts out just as like this amateur cyclist who I'm assuming like you you I'm not gonna say you know him, but like you're yeah. at, you're at that same kind of level, right? Uh, not quite, but yeah, yeah. Close same, to same idea. Yeah, he's kind of like, yeah, basically, you know, he's 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 a not quite to the pro level, yeah, um, but an unbelievably good bike racer. And then he decides he's gonna try all the whole doping, like Lance Armstrong's that, that Lance exact one, exactly. And he followed the rules and ended up being that he got it connected with the Russian who was uh, the head of WADA, the 
the drug, the dope testing agency for the Olympics, and just it's a crazy story. Definitely yeah, yeah, watching, crazy story. Know. Almost too crazy to be true, but I yeah, guess yeah. What, what do they say that fiction is or reality is crazier than fiction for or something sure. like that? Yeah, 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 something like that. If you haven't know. checked it out, obviously go check it out. Whether or not you're into biking or anything or, or cycling or anything like that, you're gonna love it. It's on Netflix. Just Google it. Yeah. It's um, so yeah, you were saying you pulled up here on an electric bike. So like, what's that, bro? Because you tried to sell me on it, and I and I was like, no, nah, I don't think so. I mean, it's because. When you were saying e-bike, I'm thinking like, I don't know, whatever, like, you know, email, internet, yeah, e-bike, yeah, like it's connected yeah. or some shit, but it's really like there's a motor on it. Yeah, there's a motor. I mean, so my whole thing is e-bikes are the future. They're, that's what, that's exactly they're, what you told me. They're the future of commuting uh, because you can just cover so much more distance. So I, I have a ton of regular bikes. I ride my regular bikes. I race. I do, I do a lot of training, do all sorts of stuff. But like when I want to commute or get somewhere, I ride my e-bike. I can get from Ferndale, from my shop in Ferndale at 9 in Woodward to my shop at Cass and Peterborough downtown on my bike in 16 minutes. Holy cow, It takes man. me 24 to drive my car down. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. So, so what, what is it? Do you have to charge it up? It's electric? Yeah. What it's like? It's got a battery on it. Um, it's got a little electric motor, uh, almost like an RC car motor, just overbuilt. Yeah. Uh, and then it runs, uh, <coughs> excuse me, uh, it runs a big battery on it. And uh, my bike will get about 50 miles on a charge. And then you charge it takes about three hours. Okay. Um, you know, e-bikes right now, the e-bikes that we sell start about a thousand bucks. They generally go about 20 miles an hour for 35 miles, but it's starting. The whole thing with the e-bike, there's the legality of it. And then there's no one knows what the fuck is legal on it. Yeah, sure. So like sometimes you can kind of get it like you're on a bike. People still don't. Well, I didn't even know what it know. was, man. It's, 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 so it's not like you're, you're not, what is it? Their mopeds are like gas engines, right? Exactly. So this is an electric right. one. So I, I probably don't even need to ask you what you think of like. The electric scooters that just popped up all over. All Actually, over the I rode one of those for the first time. Bro, today. I've never. I've, I was. I was kind of hating on them, and I love it. Em. Was it was pretty fun, man. Or I have to. Yeah, you know. yeah, well, that's just what it is, right? I, I, I mean, you you own a bike shop, so yeah. like, I'm I saying, rode it. I rode it from the. I had to go to the Coleman Young Building to do some stuff. Uh, some licensing stuff with the city, and I was like, I don't want to deal with the parking down there. Yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah. I don't want to leave my bike out there because someone's gonna break. You know, Definitely, someone will take someone's it. Gonna take it, and I was like, dude, I'll take one of these stupid little yeah, yeah. scooters. Which one did you take, bird or lime? I well, at first I took helped on a bird and rode it for about two miles. Battery died. Found another one, rode that for about two miles, and then found a lime and finished it off. Yeah, because they so, just, they're all dead. You yeah, know? yeah, and and they keep breaking down. Oh, dude, it was falling up. The last one yeah. I had, I was like, this thing's falling apart. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I had. Uh, I had a flat tire on one and you have to go through like five before you find even, yeah. even one that works. So, I mean, when you find one, if you get it at like seven in the morning on a Sunday, yeah, yeah. it's a blast. But other than that, dude, they just, uh, I mean, I, I get it. There's, there's such little infrastructure downtown to get around. Dude, and the know? roads aren't like, exactly the best, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know? So, so it makes, you know, it gets people up and going. It's kind of like those MOGOs, uh, the bike share stuff, which is really cool. I think my problem with those birds or the electric scooters is a couple of things is there's people that hop on them that don't know how to ride a scooter. Yeah, or that would anything, be me, bro. And they're <laughs> all over the, you know, they don't know how to ride a bike, you know. Right. So all of a sudden they're in the bike lane going 15, 18 miles an hour. Yeah. That's just waiting for someone to get yeah. super hurt. Dude, I wiped um, out. I just took a curb a little too, a little too uh, hot, and just right into the grass, and that was that. I watched but. this guy crash in front of the bike shop the other day. I was just laughing <laughs> at him. I just, I was just like, "Oh, dog!" I was like, it was awesome. You, you probably didn't even go out and help him. Just kind of yeah. laughed. Oh at no, him. I just, I just laughed at him. Yeah, I was yeah. like, "Hey, man, you fell on yourself." You Holler if you up. want a bike, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what? Uh, you know, I mean, you've got these e-bikes, and you've got. I mean, the downtown Detroit bike shop has hooked me up right plenty of times. What? Uh, what are you thinking, like? Is, is other than e-bikes, what's been kind of what everyone's going to, like the fixies or like 
Like you explain, I mean, like there are different types of bikes, right? For which you're looking for different different types of like of a different ride, right? Yeah, I mean, so there's like we sell everything. We do everything from little kids bikes. We don't do very much with kids bikes. We or we don't stock very much. We can order them in. Uh, but we do everything from kids bikes to people commuting to bikes to get a workout on, like fitness bikes, all the way into like racing bikes. Uh, so we're seeing a lot of different. One one of the big things right now is uh, instead of like the huge fat tires. It's they call it a plus size tire. So instead of like a four inch wide tire, it's like a three inch t- wide tire. Okay. And so it allows you to ride in the snow and the mud and whatever conditions. Uh, but it's not quite as slow as that big fat tire was. Okay. That's been kind of like a big thing in the bike industry. You know, downtown we saw a lot of single speeds. We saw a lot of commuters. Uh, kind of like bar what, hoppers almost. Exactly, yeah, because that's what people are using their bikes for. Down. Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm sucks, using it for. Yeah, it sucks to drive. You yeah. know, it's forty five dollars for every single parking ticket, and if you don't pay it within. 45 days or whatever. Doubles up. Yeah, it's 90 bucks, and then it's 150. It's like crazy. Dude, in the, in the, in the tow truck companies are no joke right oh, now, yeah. man. They're just, I just read an article today about one of them that's just predatory towing. They got some guys sitting out, uh, watching, just watching the yeah, lot. Yeah. And if you don't go into a specific business that this lot is attached to, he hops on the you. horn, calls a guy, and then they tow you right there. Yeah, like I, got, I got towed. 400 uh, bucks, boom. Yeah, I got towed probably, it's probably like five or six years ago, leaving a critical mass bike ride. We're coming oh, yeah, back. Yeah. We're coming back to Warren and Trumbull, and I'd look over and I'd go, "Oh man, look at that tow truck! It looks just like my car." <laughs> and then it turned, and I saw the bike rack. I was like, "Oh shit, that's my car!" <laughs> I chased that dude down for about seven miles on my fixed gear. Just finally, Cruising. I caught him right before he got on the highway, and he goes, "I'll drop it, but I want five fifty right now." And I was like, "I don't got five fifty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I called up like all my Take buddies a post-dated over there. Check. Yeah, dude, we had to we had to piece it together. I was like, yeah. "I drove six people down here from Ferndale. Like, I need my car, man." Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, they'll get you. Well, that's all right, man. I, I, I'm glad you got your car back. But yeah, I mean, if you didn't do that, you're going to be looking at a double price oh, just yeah, to get it out. Yeah, so. yeah. Plus, you don't even know where they're taking it half the time, you know. Dude, I'm I'm impressed that you were able to catch them. Yeah, so, it was crazy. Yeah, I can't believe I caught them. Because you're not, you're not, and, and don't take this in the wrong way. You're probably about my age. You're not a young guy. No, How no, old are you? I'm 35. Dude, oh, you look. Yeah, okay. I was thinking definitely about my age. So, but you're still competing in races all over the place. Like, I, I think I just saw that you were at a. Uh, I don't know, was it like a state championship race or yeah, something just, like that? Yeah, I just raced. Uh, we had the state championships out at uh, Bloomer Park. We have another velodrome out there. Where's um, I don't know. Where's Bloomer Park? It's in Rochester. Okay. Um, it's literally where John R. dead ends. Is that is, is it an outdoor track. one? It's an outdoor track. Okay, that's yeah. what it was. Sure, yeah, sure, outdoor sure, sure. track, a little bit bigger. Um, we had a great race uh, put on by this guy, Chris Petroya. Uh, my bike shop sponsored it along with a couple other sponsors, so it was super cool. Uh, ended up, I got third and non-elite, so I was pretty stoked Dude, on that. Dude, congratulations. I wasn't, I wasn't uh, expecting it, so I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, well, you weren't, you because you've probably just been riding this damn e-bike everywhere. Oh, probably, everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> everyone gives me, everyone always trying to give me a hard time about riding the e-bike. And I'm like, bro, you're just mad because you ain't got one. Well, you see, and, but that's a, that's a fine thing. As long as you're vouching for it, because you're in the culture, like this is, you are authentic cycle dude, like that you've grown up. So if you're telling me like... It's okay to, to oh, cruise on an e-bike, then everybody should definitely. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying it has to be, you know, that's the only bike you should ride. For people that have, you know, for medical reasons that need to ride a bike, they can't ride a normal bike, an e-bike is can be their only bike. Yeah. But, I mean, just, dude, it gives you, it's, there's so many options. And people hate on them all the time because they don't really understand them. Once you, you know, and they're expensive. Yeah. So once you, but if you spend that money, it's like, it's a game changer. Well, dude, you posted a video uh, a couple of weeks back of a guy that looked like he was in a legit race and he like, he wiped out or crashed or something and he like picked his bike up to put oh, it back yeah, on yeah. the road and the wheel was just yeah, spinning, cooking. Spinning, yeah, 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 yeah. So what, uh, I mean, those, those can't possibly be allowed in like, uh, it's definitely not allowed, but it's what they, they call that mechanical doping. So instead of taking the drugs, it's using the bike to cheat. Gotcha. Uh, and so, I mean, now with, 
with these electric motors and the batteries, how they've been getting smaller and holding yeah. more of a charge, they're starting to you're starting to see bike racers use them. Yeah. Uh, what they've been doing to to combat that is they use infrared cameras because the motors get so hot. They can't tell it because they're totally silent, yeah. but they use these cameras and they'll look on the people's bike frames when they're riding by and their bike frame will be glowing on the infrared. Holy cow. So that's like how they're catching cheaters. What level are we seeing this at? I mean- Like Tour de France type yeah, stuff? Every, really? Like across the board. You're seeing yeah. it like a girl got caught uh, last year at the Cyclocross World Championships uh, using an electric motor in her bike. That's awful, dude. Yeah. I almost say, you know what? I, I would, uh, and, I, and I'm not saying that I support- doping in uh in sports <laughs> but like i respect that commitment yeah, rather yeah. than using a motor do you yeah, know what i mean, mean? Like, <laughs> the whole thing it's like at that level if you're if you're that's your whole life is to be an athlete whether it's you know bike racing if you're a uh, a runner if you're an nfl player or whatever i mean nfl do they basically like force you to take drugs allegedly you know <laughs> allegedly, <laughs> allegedly sure yeah so you know that that person that's their life you know they're yeah. willing to give up whatever it whatever it takes to be faster and be the best, they're willing to do it. It is kind of unfair because you know it's not necessarily a level playing field, but I don't know, you know. man. I, I well in in that movie Icarus and and everything that I've you know when like when uh, Lance Armstrong got caught, he was just talking about how everybody it wasn't just him. Oh yeah, and it's not like they're they were taking these you know whatever the doping you know steroids. H-E, I have no idea what they are, but it's not like they're taking them and then automatically. Are like this am- amazing no, cyclist. They're still, yeah, they're still they're still out. on their yeah. bike eight hours a day just yeah. cruising. And, and in that movie, the guy even showed like, "Look, dude, I'm I'm doing this and I'm training." And he did even worse than he did yeah. when he was off of yeah. it, right? So, uh, but yeah, dude, I bet there's probably in cycling because you guys are talking like not just like racing cyclists, but like BMX riders, mountain bikers. You guys are putting. I, I don't want to say your lives on the line, but like taking some pretty serious risks. Like I remember being a kid watching the X games and you see like, <laughs> like, let me just like a guy doing a flare yeah, or a backflip. Yeah. 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 So oh, the BMX has gotten insane. In did you last... ride BMX too? Or what I mean, was, like, I, I your... still do a little bit of trick riding and stuff like that. I, I was never really big. Into How hard's BMX. a backflip? I don't know. Don't ask me. I'm going to try it. I'm <laughs> yeah, going to try it. Give me hard. a BMX bike and a helmet. We'll go to Ray's this winter and we take you into the foam pit. Oh uh, dude. For, really? Yeah. yeah Wait, what's Ray's? Ray's is this unbelievable. It's in Cleveland. It's an indoor mountain bike park. Okay. And it's as huge as pride. 100,000 square feet, uh, and they built all these basically trails out of wood. And so you can go there and you can ride your mountain bike all winter long. Do I wear my hockey got, gear? Oh, dude, they <laughs> got they got a foam pit. They got rubber ramps, like landing ramps. So if you crash, it doesn't hurt. Dude, it's, I'm in. It's like the coolest place. Set it up, man. I'll drive. Right, okay, yeah, I just got to sell me a bike rack yeah. first. <laughs> dude, I'm that. all in, man. Uh, it's a, so, yeah, the, in the city, Detroit, I mean, it, there's so much bike culture and like – so you've got things like slow roll, you said critical mass, then you have yep. these bike clubs like uh, your cruiser clubs that are all over. And then I know uh, you've been, you're familiar with like the Midnight Marauders. Yep. Who are Coco's hitting these... a good buddy of mine. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and he actually, I met him sitting outside Checker Bar. He saw me pull up in the yeah. uh, in yeah. the cruiser with yeah. the high handlebars. He's go. like, I don't know, you know, you, you get a faster bike and like you come cruise with us. And uh, what's that like? How's that evolving over like the years from like, because you, I mean, you've seen it from ground level when there there were no bikes yeah i mean i remember when it was so i mean i've been riding my bike in detroit for literally my entire life um the you know in the last few years we've seen a lot more of like the recreational riders showing up which is super cool like yours truly yeah there's still there's still always been that uh that same riders like at the high-end racer levels that have still been around um 
but yeah, I mean, watching this, the whole, the whole culture grow, people realizing, Hey man, I can ride a bike around rather than taking a car. Um, so much easier, so much cool. better. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's and it's something where you know when I was in high school, it was like if you rode a bike, it was like what's wrong with you? Yeah, you know, it was yeah. like well, you don't got a car, you know. What's up, nerd? Yeah, exactly. Sweet and, wheels. And now it's like all of a sudden it's like wait a second, it's everyone cool. wants to ride a bike. Yeah, yeah no, like for sure, cool thing to do. It's like so. Detroit Bike City, man. So yeah. like slow roll, I know gets kind of a bad rap because there's just so many people, that but like it's crazy. Yeah, it gets nuts, but I I mean I enjoy it. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't think I've ever seen you at one. I well, I actually helped way back. Starting slow roll. Okay, sure. Um, so I mean, it I remember, only sucks when you're not on a bike in it. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah, saying? When you're like sitting there waiting. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. you can be there for an hour. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. I mean, slow roll. I remember when it was like literally like ten people. Yeah, sure. And it was like ten of us cruising around. Same with Critical Mass. Critical Mass used to start at Hart Plaza, and I remember going there. Now it's on by Wayne State, right? Yeah, now it starts at Warren and Trumbull. Um, I remember there'd be like six dudes. Yeah. Like six of us cruising around the city. And now it's grown. You know, at one point, Critical Mass was getting like 3,000 people out there. Uh, it was kind of what spawned Slow Roll to happen. Sure. Yeah. So- slow Roll started as Slow Roll to Slow Jams at uh, Woodbridge Pub. And then it all of a sudden, one year went from like 10 people to like 25 to like the next week was like 100. And then the week after that, it was like 500. Word and then got it was, out. Yeah. And then it was like. 2000 yeah. instantly and then it went it was it went crazy do you I know mean, what it is it's so many people want to be involved in things that are going on in the city right it's kind of yeah. how, why i started this uh is to kind of highlight the smaller happenings because once word gets out for an event like that people want to belong and want to participate and are, and are looking for a reason to come and like share the city yeah, and see sure. different areas of it so like bike's the best way to see the city too you actually can take it in dude i you agree know? you feel so connected to like and i you can walk around the city you can drive around the city it's not the same no, you no. hop on a bike and you're just like yeah, i feel you so stop connected somewhere, you just pull your bike over and you go in someplace and check it out Get, and with all the bars and restaurants opening i mean you can go around Find a new place every night for, you know, two months. Dude, and they're all Crazy. bike friendly. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Everyone. Just make sure you get a good lock. Yeah. Which you can sure. find at the downtown there Detroit bike yeah, shop, yeah. man. You hooked me up with that one. Yeah, dude. We sell uh we sell the best lock on the market. It's the Abus Bordo. Is that the one it that is, I got? Yeah, that bike. That lock dude, that's is, no joke. It's no joke. And it's a great weapon too, if need be. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it also comes with a carrying case yeah. that straps onto your seat. Yeah, but yes, it can go. also yeah, be yeah. used for whatever you need it to be used for, man. Um so where where's like what type of rides do you have any scheduled for the rest of like i know because slow roll's doing one thing and then you i know out of your shop you have like bmx rides and mm-hmm. what do you have coming up uh just through your shop so right now through the shop we're kind of like at the end of the season so we've kind of ramped down yeah, um, yeah pretty much everything you can catch on our facebook page we'll post up what if we're doing any rides or anything like that um but we regularly over the summer, we usually do a Tuesday night ride, which is more of a fitness ride. Uh, and then we regularly do BMX jams out of the shop. So we'll have like basically a big party and we get all the best BMXers around town. I'll come in and ride. We got a little handrail set up and they ride some of the ledges in front of the shop. And it's oh, just no doubt. a good time, a lot of fun. Yo, um, when are you, when are you going to hit me up for bike polo? Oh, and, bike and polo. I, Every Wednesday. Well, we're supposed to play today. Dude, <laughs> I need to get, I, I need to use, uh, oh, my bad. No, no <laughs> I need, uh, I can't take the cruiser. No, we got, we got bikes. We got everything. Dude, let me know. So, like right. that, that could be the next like big thing. You dude, never have a bike polo. Maybe. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I'd say bike polo when I say it, it's like. The lamest sport ever, but it's super fun to play. It looks fun, dude. It's, That's dude, why. It's, oh, I love playing. Where do you guys play? Uh, we used to play at Clark Park downtown. Yeah, for in sure. Southwest. Um, but the, it's an NHL size court. Yep. And it's like killer workout. Yeah. You get, you get done with the game and you want to just go home. Uh, so we started playing in Ferndale at Geary Park in one of like those roller rink sure, uh, places. Sure. Uh, it's, dude, it's so much fun. 
Well, like, dude, keep you, you put right, the event up. There, me, yeah, up. dude, I'm all in. Sure. I, I I want to be the guy that shows up to all this stuff. That's what I'm saying. I'm not. I might not complete the backflip at what was it called? Yeah. Harry's raise, raise. raise. raise yeah. I might not complete the backflip, but I'm gonna take my shot. Yeah. You know what? Uh, and you know, I'm not gonna take up too much more of your time here. What? Uh, what were some of your favorite? Like you, you mentioned BMX Jam. You did all these other things. Mm-hmm. I I only know like two or three bikers. Right there was Dave Mira. There was Matt Hoffman, and uh. A, oh, there was a mountain biker. I can't think of his name, but he was like John part, Tomac, maybe. Uh, I don't know. He was on Ray. Nitro Circus, I okay, think, when right, I was young. Right, like I don't right, remember the guy's right. name. But who are some of your influences coming up? And in you want like if people are interested in seeing more of these like highlights of of what it is that you do mm-hmm. and what it is that these guys do. Like where do they? Where, who should they check out? Well, like so for like mountain biking style stuff. Like I mean, I'm a big fan of all the old school guys, like uh, like the John Tomax, Tinker Juarez, uh, Julie Furtado. Uh, Ned over and they're all like the cross country longer distance racer guys. Now there's this whole new breed of downhill racers. Uh, uh, Brandon Seminuk, uh, Nicole Iragatkin are just, I mean, you search them on YouTube. It's, they're unbelievable. Some of the cool stuff. Brandon Seminuk's got this whole video line out. That's super cool. Um, and then like on the roadside, I grew up, I grew up in bike racing. We used to have a bike camp that we did in Florida. Uh, and when I was there every winter, basically all we had was a VCR with a bunch of old Tour de France videos. So I used to watch the <laughs> tour every day. So, I mean, like one of my big influences, a guy named Miguel Indurain, um, actually went dresses him for Halloween one year. And people were like, what are you? Dude, I'm I get like, it. I'm like Miguel Indurain. They're like an American Indian. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like no, Miguel Indurain. They're like, what the hell is, a, who is that? Dude, I was I was Bob Probert when and so I, I get I was Bob Probert one year because I was watching Don Cherry's yeah. Rock'em Sock'em uh, <laughs> hockey or whatever. So, all right, man, I appreciate you coming. In. Where where can people learn more about the shop? What are your social tags? What are people checking out? Cool. Yeah, it was great being here. Um, you can check us out. It's downtown bikeshopcom or downtownferndalebikeshop.com. Uh, same. Uh, our Facebook is downtown Ferndale Bike Shop or downtown Detroit Bike Shop. Uh, the Lexus Velodrome is lexusvelodrome.com. We actually have races coming up this weekend. We got the best racers from across the country coming in uh how can people get tickets to that and what does it cost and, and there's a bar bucks. there there's yeah, a bar, bar there now yeah, dude yeah, there's so a bar. uh last night was our soft opening i'm kind of still feeling it yeah uh, it was big uh, up yeah, the spokies yeah, i like the name yeah, yeah. it's pretty cool uh it's 10 bucks to get in uh you can get the tickets at lexusveldrum.com or you can just get them right at the door uh it's i start i, I do all the announcing out there when is this it starts tomorrow thursday all friday right. and saturday and then in a month it'll be thursday friday and saturday yeah we'll, we'll look up the one in the month because we're yeah. recording i don't know when this one gets put <laughs> out but you know if you're check it out uh dude thank you so much uh you know we're gonna link all your information link your site uh you know go see john at the downtown detroit bike shop he will set you up, mention this interview, and I'm sure he'll he'll, uh, he'll get you rolling. He'll hook you up, right? Yeah. All right, man. Thank you. Anything awesome. else? No, Mike. I, I appreciate us having me. Man. All right, man. One love. Sweet.